You're listening to Exploring the Seasons of Life podcast, and this is a bonus episode for Stress Awareness Month. I'm Cindy McMillan, and I'm joined today by Alicia Crothers. Welcome to Exploring the Seasons of Life, a podcast for women with a big heart on a spiritual journey. Each week, join Cindy McMillan as she interviews coaches, spiritual explorers, and celebrants from all walks of life about beginnings, endings, and the messy bits in between. Self-love, well-being, and mindset are at the heart of our conversations because once you change the inside, the outside will begin to change as well. I am delighted to introduce my guest today. Alicia is a wife, mother of three, and health and wellness entrepreneur with a focus in the connection between gut health and mental health. She has a passion for teaching about the connection between health and happiness, specifically our ability to optimize our lives and live up to our full potential through optimizing the way our body and mind work together. Alicia strives to free people from their own limiting beliefs and empower them to take control of their life. Welcome to the podcast, Alicia. I'm so excited to have you here. Thank you, Cindy. I'm so excited to be here. You know, this is actually a perfect topic for us with it being Stress Awareness Month because we had some tech issues at the beginning. (laughs) And and so we we had to do our our deep breathing here to get everything working. (laughs) Yes, exactly. (laughs) So I want to start off with what does exploring the seasons of life mean to you personally or in your business? Um, So for me, I I love the term the seasons of life. For me, the seasons of life is is being aware of the ebb and flow of your life and sitting back and kind of taking taking stock of that and then moving forward into, into the next season and just knowing that it always changes. Most of my guests on the podcast, they have some sort of, you know, talk about how it's really the change. And, you know, the podcast is beginnings, endings, and the messy middle. And sometimes it's those messy middles where we do the most growing as well. Mm -hmm. Yes, yes, for sure. (laughs) So I would love to hear what you learned from taking the long route to making the connection between health and happiness. Yeah. So when when I say that, um, I have to give a little bit of history here. And the history is is that I was a a young mother. So at 18, um, I found out that I was pregnant with my first baby. And it was a shock, of course, to us all. (laughs) So what that did for me is it, it took me from being a child to being a grown up very, very quickly without really those in between stages of, um, of building up to being a grown woman. So for for me, I spent a lot of time not really taking care of myself, not thinking of myself. That's why I say I took the long route. You know, I, I, I probably could have made different decisions along the way, but I wasn't meant to, you know, this was meant to be my path. Um, so in, in being a young mother and trying to take care of my son and, and, also nurture with the relationship with with his father, who we, we ended up getting married a few years later. I didn't do a lot of things for myself. So there was just this long period of time where it wasn't really about me. And when it's not about you, you don't notice 
a lot of what's going on in your body or your habits or or really anything. I was very unaware of what was going on with me as a whole, as a person. It kind of all of a sudden hit me one day after a, you know over 10 years of, of living this way, of being a mother. We, we ended up having two more children together. So we have three all together. And at um, just over 30, I was like, oh my God, I, I need a change. I need something. And it just, it really just hit me over the head one day. And I, I jumped in to changing my whole life. But I say that I took the, the hard route and the long route because it just, it, it took a long time. But I also had to have that experience, that polarity to move on to the, to the new part, to the, to the part where I was listening to myself and taking care of myself. Alicia, I think that your story is going to resonate with so many people. And I just happened to be listening to a presentation recently by Dr. Sean Talbot. Mm. And he was saying that women tend to, and we're talking about stress, and he said that women tend to suffer from stress more often than men. And one of the things that struck me as I was listening to him when he happened to mention that because women are not putting themselves first, right. that causes a lot of stress. And that really was like an eye opener for me, even though I know that we do that as women, mm-hmm. I didn't really correlate that to being one of the causes of, of stress in our lives. Right, right. Yeah, I fully agree with that. I, I realized a few years ago that guilt seems to be the the, the feeling that a lot of women and, and mothers in particular fall back on just automatically. It's just this default mode. And I don't know where it is. It comes from deep down in our souls. But yeah, it's 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 always there for us because we feel like we need to take care of everybody. And it's not even it's not even a thought. It's just the natural action that, that we are supposed to take care of everybody. So it's so easy to put ourselves last. Yeah. And I'm hoping that, you know, as as time goes on that women, it's, I mean, it's everybody, but especially women will understand the importance of putting ourselves first. Yes. Yes. I fully agree. Well, with, with April being stress awareness month for you, what is a good working definition of stress? For me, I would say that I've come to the conclusion that stress is really just how our body is perceiving what's going on around us. And then it sends signals to our brain and and we decide that that's what is going on. I was reading on the Cleveland Clinic website also, and it's very much exactly what you're saying, but it's that body's response to a challenge or demand and everyone experiences stress differently. And I can even take this morning when we were having a few tech issues, you know, you were just so calm. <laughs> and I'm like, Oh, my gosh, what's going on? <laughs> I'm, I'm glad you saw that in me. I, I really take that as a compliment. I have to say that I let things fall off my back very differently than I used to. And it's just like, eh, you know, it's okay, we got this. <laughs> <laughs> well, I definitely saw that that calmness, you know, about everything that was going on. So yeah, we all experience stress differently. Mm-hmm. And we can even have stress from positive change, right? You know, getting married or a promotion or having a baby. It's just, yeah, the way that we handle and perceive that stress. Yeah, yeah. Do you have like four tips, four favorite tips, maybe about how you handle stress? 
Yeah, um, definitely. So one of the first things that I want to say about that, that I, I, I just kind of came to as we were, as we were talking here is that I realized that I've come to a point where when I'm feeling stressed, I try and take a step back and think for a second, is this really that stressful or could I reframe this in my mind and maybe call it excitement? Because your body reacts to excitement and stress the same way. So you can kind of trick your mind into saying, no, these, these bodily reactions that I'm having, we can actually call this excitement. And if, and if you can reframe that in your mind, that can kind of help you to um, take a moment to calm yourself. And the way that I have found that works the best for me is doing breathing exercises and just focusing on my breath. Um, I know for a lot of years, well, I didn't know for a lot of years that I was uh, not breathing. I mean, you can not breathe correctly. Who knew? <laughs> and when you're not breathing, your your body is not able to come down from this stressful um, state. So I began to realize that breathing in through my nose and making sure to fill up my lungs and and hold that breath and not breathe too fast was key. So I really love doing breathing exercises when I feel myself get to this, you know, really high state of, of, of stress that I know is going to mess everything up. Um, so breathing exercises for sure. Also exercise or move your body. I know some people aren't into, you know, pushing themselves through, through exercise, but to just get out and walk, just to move around just uh, before we did our, our, um, before we started this, I did jumping jacks because I know that 30 jumping jacks is going to kind of get me going. <laughs> my, <laughs> my son's kindergarten teacher will play music every morning for the kids and they're doing virtual school still right now. And they get up and, and they dance in their whatever room they're in. My son dances in his kitchen and I dance outside the frame and we have a great time and we're in a great mood after. So yeah, movement for sure sleep, you're focusing on your sleep and prioritizing it. Because when you do not get enough sleep, you're going to have cortisol spikes when it doesn't work for you. You are not going to be able to make good decisions the next day. It affects everything. And then one of, it's hard to say whether I think sleep or nutrition is more important. Um, but the last thing I want to say is, is, is pay attention to what you put in your body and how it makes you feel. And I know that that's an, a kind of easier said than done for somebody who's not used to doing that. I know that for many, many years, I saw no connection at all between the way I ate, the way I drank, what whatever I put in my body or what I put in my mind, what kind of shows I watched, what kind of social media I took in or news I took in. I never thought about how that affected me, but every single thing that you take into your body is going to affect the way you deal with stress. So I personally took out I took TV out of my daily life. I very, very rarely watch TV. I stopped watching the news altogether. I don't read news stories unless, you know, there's something big going on in the world and I and I feel like maybe I need to have a little more information. <laughs> and and I have started to pay attention to the types of foods that that trigger the way I feel. Alicia, those are fantastic tips. And I really appreciate you talking about it's not only what we put into our body, it's what we put into our minds as well. Yeah. I know that um, my my partner is very much a news junkie. He really loves keeping up with the news. Yeah. And I just have to stay out of the room now because I realize that was not doing me any good. 
Yeah. Yeah. I, I fully understand what you're saying there. I, I, I'm the same way. I'm like, I really have to walk out of this room to not take this in right now because I know what the result will be. It's going to be stress, um, upset, not feeling good about things. It's going to begin a cycle of thoughts that I don't want to have. And I know are not doing anything good for me at all. Absolutely. Love it. So you did mention sleep. Can we mm. talk a little bit more about the correlation between sleep and stress? Oh, yeah, for sure. So in my personal experience, <laughs> I am one of those people that needs her sleep. <laughs> a lot of people, um, you know, when it comes to being a business owner and um, or, or being a parent uh, or or just really anybody in the world. When you're busy and you have goals, you need to get things done, people to take care of. There, it seems to be that sleep is the thing that is the most quote unquote okay thing to put on the back burner. You know, if you need to sleep, go to sleep late and get up early, that's what we do. We grind. But, and, and for a lot of years, I thought that, you know, if I need to stay up till midnight to get things done and then get up at five in the morning, that's okay. That's just what it is. But the, the thing is, is that, the next day, I won't be working at the level that I need to be working at to get things done. You know, you you wake up in the morning without enough sleep. And as I said, you you feel in a more stressed out state immediately, you feel foggy, and you can't make take the steps to um, make the good decisions for yourself that will help you to have a better day. So yeah, for, for me, sleep is, it's the most important. Yeah, I sleep is really important to me as well. And I find that if I don't get a, my, a good solid eight hours, that I can tend to be a little bit moody. Yeah. So, <laughs> so I, I really understand that sleep, I mean, it's, it's so important because it allows our bodies to recharge or our brains, excuse me, to recharge and our bodies to rest. And I have read in studies that even a slight um, deprivation in sleep can affect our judgment and our mood and our memory, as you just said. So, yeah, sleep is one of those really important things when it comes to stress. Right. As, as well as our, our blood sugar response. So not getting enough sleep is, is like eating a bunch of junk food. So you can have the healthiest lifestyle and take really great care of your nutrition. But if you're not sleeping well, your body isn't getting the same benefits um, from this really healthy lifestyle that you're having. We, we need that, that recharge time. And, and also when you were talking about being moody, <laughs> it makes me think of the same here. Moody is a nice way to put it for the way I am when I'm, <laughs> when I don't get enough sleep. And, and then I find that I might be short with my children and then they'll be short back with me. And then I'm like, well, you know, who are you to talk to me like that? I'm the mom. You know what I mean? I find myself reacting in different ways and it creates this cycle throughout our house and creates a different a change in energy in the house that is a higher level of stress for everybody just because of me and my choice to not to not prioritize my sleep that night the night before so it just it creates a cycle of stress yeah i have a girlfriend who stays up really late you know like for me it's late you know 12 and one o'clock in the morning mm -hmm. but then she gets up like at six o'clock and i'm like no that is not enough sleep for you <laughs> <laughs> no, that makes me tired thinking about it. <laughs> so Alicia, for someone to start their mental fitness journey, 
What is the first step in your opinion on that? My opinion is that people really, really need to understand that everything is connected and that they can make one decision that is going to influence their ability to make another good decision, which will influence their ability to make another good decision. So for me, my, my mental fitness journey began with, um, with nutrition. And I just feel, well, you know, it, it was actually the nutrition and what I took into my mind at the same time. So as we were talking before, the things that we take into our body affect the way we live our day affect the way we can make decisions, affect the way we feel, affect the energy that we can put out. And it's it's really interesting because it it's it's all connected to the function of our of our gut. So when we're in a stressful state of mind, we're affecting the way our gut works. And then when our gut is not working the way it should, when we have stomach aches or um, or IBS, bloating, um, leaky gut, all of those things, that then sends signals to our brain and makes our, our brain not work in its optimal place. You know, it can create anxiety and depression and um, foggy mind, lack of memory, all of that stuff. Um, so it's just this, this huge cycle. So once we begin to realize that there is that connection and that, that, that it's just all connected, we can realize that what we take into our body and mind has the effect to change our lives. I love that, Alicia. I'm going to have to have you back on and we'll talk all about gut health. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so if you could turn back time and talk to your 18-year-old self, mm-hmm. what would you tell her about the season of life you're in right now? You know what? I would tell her it's okay. It's okay about the season that you're in now because I think a lot of us put pressure on ourselves or guilt on ourselves for for just being where we are. And that pressure and that guilt can keep us where we are. We can keep us in that season for much too long. So I, I would go back and I would tell her it's okay. It's okay. Just take the next step. And let's move forward. Everything is okay. I think always telling yourself everything is okay and I can move forward is is the key. Alicia, on my walk this morning, I was listening to, I believe it was Elizabeth Gilbert on one of her podcasts. And she was talking to a woman who was a poet. And she said to the, um, the woman she was interviewing, who can tell you that you're a poet. Hmm. And when she said that, and I, and I'm paraphrasing here, but when she said that, I thought that is right. Who, who are we waiting on to tell us who we are? Yes. So I like that you're talking about that everything's okay. And then just take the next step and it's the next step and the next step and the next step. Yeah, yeah, that really resonated with me. I had goosebumps when you said that because I, I I know, I know exactly what you're saying, but I never really had put it into words like that before. Yeah, actually when I heard it and I I was walking, I actually stopped. Yeah. And went, Wow, I love that. Who is to tell me what I can be or what I can't be? The only right. person is myself. Yeah. Oh. So deep. I love how it literally stopped you in your tracks. <laughs> yes. So Alicia, how can people follow you, 
um, on social media if they wanted to get in touch with you? Um, so if anybody would like to follow me on social media, check out what I'm doing, get in touch with me. You can find me under my name, Alicia Crothers. Uh, spelling will be in the show notes. Um, I'm on Facebook and Instagram. And you can direct message me. You can check out my pages. You know, I'm there. All right. I appreciate you being on the podcast so much. I'm actually glad we had our tech issues this morning. It was perfect for a stress conversation. <laughs> so thank you so much. Uh, thank you so much for having me, Cindy. This was great. Thanks for joining us this week on Exploring the Seasons of Life podcast. I loved everything about this conversation with Alicia and especially her tips to handle stress in a healthy way. I've been working behind the scenes to make 2021 a year of growth and ease by stepping outside of my comfort zone. I partnered with a company that is all about targeting mental wellness through the body's three brains, the gut, brain, heart axis. And I would love for you to come along on this journey with me as I dig deep into learning. In my journey so far, I'm brighter and focused, like the fog has lifted. Brain fog can make you feel like you're sleepwalking through life. And with hypothyroidism, that's a very real thing. I felt tired, had difficulty focusing, forgetful, and had a hazy thought process. Go out to my website, CynthiaMacMillan.com, to check out the show notes where I will link to the mental health wellness assessment and a $10 off coupon. Until next time, live inspired.